Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. Welcome back to the Life and Times podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. And, uh, you know, we'll get to our episode right after a word from our sponsors. Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. Boxing Bear is an independent art studio and print company located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Since 2011, the studio has stocked alternative art prints and paintings for its loyal customers and friends. And right now, if you subscribe to their mailing list, you can get 20% off. I mean, I'd go hit them up. As a matter of fact, these guys made my infamous podcast logo, which I'm still very much appreciative of. So go check them out at BoxingBear.com. Our next sponsor is The Cookie Barn. You can reach them at TheCookieBarnWaco.com. So they're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they'll deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So you can order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or just really any occasion, uh, or just enjoy them yourself. So they specialize in company and client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know and your customers know that you're thinking about them, and you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase, you'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization and they help foster and adoptive families. So a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another, thecookiebarnwaco.com. Welcome back to another edition of the Life and Times Podcast. I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. How's everybody doing? Listen, it's a fancy day today. Uh, it's the day after Halloween, if you're listening, at Monday morning. At, at Monday morning? During Monday morning. Um, so, and it reminds me, because uh, I have kids these days. They're 8 and 12. I have a couple of thoughts that's happening here. I'll try to tie it all together. And if you listen all the time, you know that I may try to make a point for a second to reference it back, and then I forget what the point is. It's fine. Uh, but it's uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, it's not Thanksgiving. It's Halloween. So we go uh, to this family function. Uh, multiple families are, are there, but, uh, because my kids are eight and 12 and my oldest kid loves to trick or treat well into her double digits of life. I, uh, she wants to go this year and it's fine. Let's, that's not, it's, that's not the point, but halfway into them being gone on this hell's Eve. That's not true. Hallow's Eve's the night before. It's just like Christmas Eve. Halloween! This Halloween night. They're not there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm educational also. So I walk into the house, and I see every mom of every kid 
that I thought was trick-or-treating at the kitchen table. It was like 12 ladies at the kitchen table. And right then, in my head, initially, right, until it, until I had further thoughts, I thought, where are the kids? Why, why, are, why is every mom sitting at this table? Where are the kids at? Right? That was my first judgmental thought. That's what I thought. And then I thought, wait, every kid at the table, every kid's mom at the table has a kid who's 12 or 13 years old. And that's when it hit me. I guess they just walk around by themselves now. Like you know, I was like being overprotective where I walked in. I'm like, who's with the kids? Well, uh, nobody's with the kids because the kids are like 20. I think 20 years old, that kids can, they can trick or treat. But th- by the way, I, I stress that with my voice to say, what an absurd thought. Of course they can trick or treat. But I walked into the house you know, uh, judging where I'm like, why is no parent with the kids? Well, they're 13 at 13. Do 13 year olds really need a curfew to walk around a 800 square foot block? No. And regardless of what my mom would like to say out loud in front of people, when I was the age of 14, if I was with my friends who were 18, and, and those friends know who they are. But if I were with the friends who were 18, who my mom and dad loved, if I were with my friends who were 18 years of age at 14, one year after I'm judging these kids who walk around the block for about 800 square feet, maybe yards, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not far away. One year previous, just to walk around the block, I literally didn't have a curfew at age 14 at all. If I were with this same group of friends who were seniors in high school when I was in eighth grade, I had no curfew at all. I would just stay at their house or they'd say, okay, or they were. Now, if she tries to act crazy like that now because I have kids and she wants to try to save face, my my mom, she wants to try to save face. That's not true. My mom also, if you listen to these things, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, I started talking about well, my mom and dad, they would go out of town. My dad, uh, he worked for this company that had offices in Mississippi, though they would call it vacation. Uh, he would go to his offices in Mississippi. I didn't go because I played baseball in the summer times. Uh, they would leave me by myself at like eight, nine years old. Now, right now, because we're all adults now, they're like, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. No, you you 100% did that. Like, that was a thing that you did. What? No matter what you want to say, I stayed by myself when I was like 8, 9, 10 years old. Now, even right now, my mom and dad, if they're, if they're listening right now, they're mad. They're like, no, I didn't. No, you can say what you want now. You 100% did, and I 100% stayed by myself when I was that age. Now, did did they just cross their fingers to say good luck? No. They gave me cash because nobody had credit cards back then. Well, no, they probably did have credit cards, but it, it's a different situation. The world, cash ruled the world then. So they would leave me cash. They'd go out of town. If I wanted something to eat, I had it. And the only rule they had was check in with your grandma. So I did. Once a day, I would check in with my grandma. Uh, did I stay with my grandma and grandpa? No, I didn't. Couple reasons. Now, just because I love them, 
<laughs> and I love my family. I'm going to like go in depth here. You know what? I didn't want to stay with my grandma and grandpa. I might've mentioned about, I might've, I might've brought this up previously on another podcast, but it's a thing. My mom and dad would go out of town and they would say, Oh, just check in with your grandma once a day. Okay. And that's fine. Cause I stayed at the house. Now my grandma, we didn't get along. Me and my grandma never got along. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to just tell it all. Let me just try to get it all out. So when I stayed at grandma and grandpa's house, um, they didn't have cable. None of that mattered because I only played Nintendo back then, but they didn't have a, a, a TV that the Nintendo would hook up to. Right. And, and you were for sure not going to play in the living room. And so eventually we had a TV. I don't know if I brought it. Mom, and dad brought it. If she just had it. Cause I know my grandma did not have a TV in the living room. So I probably brought the TV to be honest. And I would hook it up in her bedroom and, but she went to bed at nine. But the thing is like, uh, you know, for memory, at least during these times, well, summertime, you know, so maybe I'm exaggerating. So it might've been like eight o'clock. It was like getting dark. So you were only going to play in her room until after she watched the news. So it was like a couple hours. You sat in their house. Their house was like 118 degrees, even in the summertime. It was not relaxing. It was a tiny living room. Uh, they didn't let me play video games. Eventually, at some point, whatever time, I look, I can't dial it all down to the month. But I did play video games in a room. But uh, it sucked. It was hot in there. I hated it. Did I let my, 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 did I let my grandma and grandpa? 100%. I 100% love my grandma and grandpa, which, by the way, my grandpa's still alive, and he's still awesome. It's great. I didn't want to be there. It was hot. It was super hot. Period. Anyway, so uh, I would stay at my house sometimes when I was a kid. I didn't want to go there for every reason I said. Oh, because uh, I'd watch Murder, She Wrote. It was like a depressing time, which I know if you hear every week, I know you've heard me talk about this before because I would go there and then watch like Big Valley and Murder, She Wrote. And every show that you could imagine that was black and white, minus Murder, She Wrote, because that was in color. But it was like a depressing time to be there. And I, because I, maybe I wasn't mentally... Uh, where I should be to get the shows or whatever. I just, and I, I didn't like it. So I point is I never wanted to be there. A side note, same grandma. Here's the part where I said I would get all in depth, the same grandma. And you, you're like, why would you not want to? Cause you know how many people love to go love, love to go to their grandparents to include my kids. Which, by the way, you know, once again, if you listen to the podcast, you know, I'm currently staying at my mom and dad's house. We sold our house, and we're in between trying to uh, the get to to get the next one. And it makes it weird when the kids are living here as opposed to just visiting, because I don't think that they love it as much as they did now that we're living. These are quotation fingers that you cannot see. Now that they live here, I don't think they love it the way they did. Um but, you know, it's what it is. I didn't want to stay at my grandma's house. Not only because it was hot, but for this reason. When I was a kid, my grandma, look, I tell life stories. For all I know, I've, I've said it previous. It's fine. We're starting today. Every year, my grandma would take all of the grandkids all of the grandkids, she would take them to the, uh, it was called Frontier City in Oklahoma City. She would take them to the amusement park every year, every 
single year. And they would go to the amusement park, and then they would visit our great-grandma, her mom, my great-grandma, all my cousin's great-grandma. Every single summer, she would take them. And every single summer, I would find out after they got back, my cousins would say, we went to Oklahoma City last week. We went to the amusement park. It was so much fun. We saw our great-grandma. Oh, yeah, it was so, we saw Grandma B. It was great. All right, and then I would bring it up to my grandma, my dad's mom. I would be like, hey, um, you guys went to Oklahoma City? Yeah. Um, what? I didn't get to go? Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to take you next year. Every single next year, every single next year, she never, ever, ever, ever took me to Oklahoma City to the amusement park ever, never, ever in the history of my life. She never took me to visit my great-grandma. She never took me to go to the amusement park. Every year, she would take every other grandkid. And you know what she would say? This is funny to me. You know what she'd say? She'd say, no, because they don't have much. Now, as an adult, for me to tell you that story, for her to say they didn't have much, that's why I take them. People, if I could show you a picture of my childhood home, to hear my grandma say they didn't have much, my house was the same size as my cousin's house. There was nothing different, zero different. She act like I grew up in the Taj Mahal. Have you, nobody knows in the world. People, I realize in third world countries. See, that's that, that's a common term in the United States. Third world countries, second world countries. If that's even a thing, because I've never heard it. If, if second world countries, third world countries. I lived. I had a house. I had a roof that wasn't made out of mud. I probably lived in a Taj Mahal, but in the United States, I did not grow up like I was Donald Trump at all or like I was his kid at all. And she was like, you know, you know, they, they just don't have much. Are you serious? That wasn't true. That's not true. My cousins had just what I had. What I love. I grew up like we were Warren Buffett. Uh, by the way, that's not a good example because uh, apparently Warren Buffett still drives the same truck and the same. He lives in the same house as he did forty years ago. Uh, not a good example, but you get my point. So it's a, it just would wear me out. Uh, now I'll summarize for you. Why? Why did she never take me? She she wasn't a mean lady to people. She was a very, very nice lady to adults, but she didn't like take a lot of stuff from children. So when you were her, her grandkids, she was nice. She was, she was, she was actually a very nice lady, but she didn't like take anything. So I don't know, man. Did I disagree as a child? Did I disagree with some of her ideologies? Yeah. So when she would say it, I would disagree. I would express my opinions. She did not like it. She chose to take every other grandkid except for me, probably because we conflicted with each other. It's fine. But stop lying to me every year, Grandma. Which, by the way, I love. 100%. Rest in peace. But it, what, a, what a ridiculous thing. What really hurt my feelings. Now, 
in Grandma's defense, I, look, I've done some things that were stupid, and I'm and I'm not going to go in depth because in case there's anybody, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example of what I'm about to say. My dad, a long time ago, had told this story about being in high school, and uh, I don't know if it was his friend or guy he knows, whatever it is. I would guess it's not his friend for the sake of what I'm about to tell you. Uh, There's a guy who rode a motorcycle to school. Somebody put sugar in his gas tank, and for those of you that don't know, putting sugar in your gas tank causes it to seize up. I didn't look it up. I didn't research it previously to me telling you this this, this evening. So I don't know, actually know what it does. I don't know if it gels it up or whatever it does. But it, it'll it'll ruin your tank. It'll ruin your fuel filter. It'll, ru- it'll ruin the system if you put sugar in your fuel tank. Guy had a motorcycle. Somebody put sugar in his fuel tank. He thought it was my dad. Um, he approached my dad. He punched my dad in the nose. I guess drove on. <laughs> I don't know if his motorcycle didn't work. We got another ride. I don't know what happened. I don't know. What ha- I don't know anything more than the story punched my dad in the nose. That's all I remember. So here's, here's where I'm going with this. And, and then I'll get to the story. Uh, I remember that forever. And I actually remember a point in my life where it was eight, nine, 10, 11, where dad knew he told me that story. And I remember being at Charlie's in and out for any locals and a guy passed. He's like, Hey, yeah, that guy, that guy punched me in the nose before. And that was the, the guy I heard the story about. And I remember thinking as an eight-year-old child or seven, eight to 11, I was somewhere in about that age. And I thought, I hate that guy. That's what I thought. I was like, I hate that guy. I'll beat that guy up. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I would love to beat that guy up. I told you that whole story, though it seems irrelevant to what I'm about to say, it's relevant to get to this part. Halloween, you know how people throw eggs back where I'm from? Where I grew up, it was actually a city ordinance. It was illegal for stores, convenience stores or grocery stores. It was illegal for stores in the city I lived in on Halloween night, and they may have extended it to the night before Halloween. They could not sell eggs. Now, the reason they did that is because there were people they were older than I was. They took the egg throwing game to the next level. These guys are legends. Uh, there's so many Halloween stories. One that I would love, gosh, I would love to tell on this, but I'm not going to because it exposes some people, and I'm and I'm, and I'm just not going to. Apparently, in the current state of the world, I'm just not going to. But but uh, people would buy eggs by the like ten dozen, and it and in my town, if you drove through Main Street. At dusk, slightly nighttime, you may hit you may get hit by no less than twenty eggs per car. Not like one car and that was it for the night. Per car. And they and, and these kids, by the way, they're older than I was. These kids would do it so much. When you drove through Main Street, even if you were a cop, if you're a police officer in Main Street where I grew up, you may get hit with no less than twenty cars. Who are you going to run for first when both sides of Main Street are smashing you with eggs? <laughs> There's nowhere to go. There's, the, you're not. Who are you going to chase? 
80% of the kids are going to get away. Anyway, that's where I'm going with this. So it was like such a thing that eggs were illegal. So, you know, I get older. And me and my friends, we we have paintball guns. And uh, so we're we're out of the egg game. Does that mean that, that we never didn't? Is that a word? Never didn't? That doesn't mean that we ever didn't. I don't even know how to say this. You know what? It doesn't matter what my English comes out as. Just listen. It wasn't like we never threw an egg at anybody. I think that was probably correct terminology. It wasn't that we never threw an egg at anybody because we did. But we had upgraded the paintball guns. And it was Halloween night. And we shot trick-or-treaters. It could have hit their parents. I don't know. But kids, we, we were shooting with paintball guns. Now, listen, right now, right now, if, you, if you're offended, guys, I, it was 30, how old am I? 30, I don't know, it was 25 years ago. It was 25 years ago. If you listen to previous podcasts, I worked with a guy at the factory that I actually lived or worked at, that I worked at. Uh, he was shooting people with paintball guns back in the day. He didn't get suspended. He had a guy in the throat. That's where it ended. The guy got mad. He wanted. He was like yelling and cussing at him. He got three days three days off without pay. It's not like they fired him. So the point is, twenty five years ago, we weren't throwing eggs. We were shooting paintball guns. I know it hurt. Have you ever get hit by a paintball? Oh, it really hurts, especially when it's cold outside. And we were kids though, so we're like, you know, it'd be really cool in our kid brains. We should. <laughs> we should. We should shoot trick or treaters with paintball guns, and we did, and it was great. But I thought about this just today, because today, uh, um, excuse me, today's Monday. Excuse me, today's Monday. So yesterday was Halloween. If I were walking down the street and my kids got hit with paintballs, here's the thing where your adolescent thoughts are stupid. We thought it would be good. We would run. It doesn't really hurt anybody. It hurts for a second, right? That's that's the childhood thinking. If I were to shoot kids with paintball guns now, if I were a dad now, no, no, excuse me. I'm not shooting kids with paintball guns now. If I were a dad walking down the street and somebody shot my kid with a paintball gun, they should hope that they're Hussein Bolt. Because if I run them down, you know, in, in your rage, in your rage, if I were to run them down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt their feelings, like 100%. Now, as a child, I did not think with an adult brain. All I thought was, it may hurt, it'll be funny, they'll yell, we'll run, they're not going to catch us. But I thought about this just today. Because, oh, Excuse me, yesterday, right, remember? Uh, because it's Halloween, I thought, <laughs> if if I were an adult and somebody shot my kids with paintball guns like you know yesterday, mm, I I because I don't even know what's legal at that point. You're like I was taking it for my kids, you know. But if I had to run them down for three hundred yards, somebody would maybe say like, uh, "Well, you had enough time to have a second thought." I don't know. I'm just saying if somebody shot my kids with paintball guns, 
Oh man, I, I would I would be so mad. The rage would stir. It doesn't matter what I do. I don't know what I do. I haven't I'm, I haven't experienced. It. I'm just saying that the rage in my heart would not be good. So I I'm glad we shot these kids with paintball guns. It was great. We did it numerous times. We, it was funny, and we and we laughed, and we ran. Kids screamed or whatever. Uh, but man, what if a dad had caught us that night? I mean, we we would have got beat to death. <laughs> And to be honest, and to be honest, we got caught, uh, and I got beat to death. And then if I showed up at my house and my dad said, what happened? And I'm like, these adults beat us to death. And he'd be like, why? I was like, well, he'd be like, what? And I'm like, well, tell me, will we shot some kids with a paintball gun? I'm not so sure the beating wouldn't have continued. That. That's what I think. Maybe that's the current state of the world. Maybe that's what's wrong with the world. Listen, guys, I got beatings all the time. I turned out just all right. My dad got beatings all the time. He turned out great. He turned out great, and he was a great moral teacher for me. Even though I continued to do things that weren't great, he knew right from wrong. He would educate me or attempt to at the very least. Because he knew, and because of him, I knew. I know now. I'm just saying now that I'm older. Man, what a beating I would have got had I got caught. <laughs> hey, uh, happy Halloween to everybody that ever got shot. I don't mean it bad. I didn't mean it bad, kids. I hope that the experience. <laughs> I hope the experience was so good for you and memorable that you're like, you know what? I got shot with pain. <laughs> I hope I created a new tradition. You kids that maybe have got shot out there. You're like, you know what? No, not shot. If you're just listening, these are with paintballs. Uh, For those of you kids that got shot with paintballs, I hope you thought, man, you know what? I got shot with paintballs. I didn't like it. Now that I'm older, that seems fun. I'm going to shoot other kids with paintballs. I hope I started a tradition. You know, it was good. Hope I did. Anyway, is it weird that I'm 42 years old and um, I don't watch scary movies? I still don't watch scary movies. I don't. I, well, I don't know if if it matters at all. I'm just saying I'm 42. I know Hollywood movies are Hollywood. I know it's not real. The movie, the, the actual scenes that I'm it's not a documentary. I know it's staged. I know it's all Hollywood. I get it. I don't watch scary movies still. You can rationalize whatever you're seeing on the screen. Like, oh, it's makeup. You know, this is the, the sounds. This isn't real. I say whatever you want. I'm not watching scary movies. I'm not. Especially if I feel like that scary movie could exist in real life. I'm not watching it. I will not watch it at all. I don't want to. I don't. It's Halloween, though. So I've recently thought I would like to watch some scary movies. And what's funny when I was a kid for the movies that you would watch that would scare you. I now watch at 42. And those, those movies are almost humor. Eighties horror movies that you watch now. It's like literally almost humor. Uh, it's, I don't even know why as a kid, as a kid, I don't even know how it scared you outside of the typical K 
camera looks one way, somebody sneaks up behind you, camera pans back, makes a loud noise at the same time you jump. Outside of that, old movies, they suck. Like, they're not even good. They're not scary at all. They're literally not scary, not even a little bit. So if you watch an 80s movie, Friday the 13th, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Elm, Elm Street, Hey, look, just because I'm talking about it now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm 42 years old. I watched Candyman. I don't know if you have or you have or have not. I would watch Candyman at, in 42 years. I've never looked in a mirror and and said Candyman three times. Now, is it a movie? Yeah. Is it made up? Yeah. Uh, is it real? Oh, I'm sure. But just in case... <laughs> You can't do anything about Freddy on Nightmare on Elm Street. You just go to sleep. If he's in your dreams, that's where he's at. I'm telling you, I'm not looking in a mirror and say Candyman three times. I'm not doing it. Because if Candyman shows up, I did it myself. No way am I looking at myself. This is childhood memory. I'm 42. None of these things scare me, especially when you watch the 80s movies. Just like I said, I'm just telling you, to this day, I'm not looking in the mirror and saying Candyman three times. not going to do it. Uh, and you, uh, but here's what I remember from childhood. Do I love the movie Candyman? No, I thought the movie sucked. I'm just telling you as an adult, not looking in the mirror saying Candyman three times. I don't advise you do it. Don't do it people. And if you do and Candyman shows up, don't call me dragging me into your drama. I told you what not to do. I don't want any part of it. That's a fact, by the way. Anyway, love everybody. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, you know what? Wow. I didn't even talk about this. I'm, I, I was about to end the show. I, if you haven't heard, I'm an undefeated high school football announcer. Never lost a home, because you only announced the home games. Never lost a home game. Ever, never, ever, never. Never lost a home game. I'm an undefeated high school announcer. And this week, this local school was playing the number one team in the state. Um, the team that had a 20-game win streak, the team that gave us our first loss last season when we were, at the time, 8 or 9-0, and 0, I don't remember. They gave us our first loss until, like, deep in the playoffs. We played them after their 20-game win streak, and we beat them this week. And, uh, you know, uh, as an undefeated announcer, I thought, oh, man, these guys are tough. And we pulled it out, which means... Right now, I'm currently an undefeated high school announcer. I don't know how any other schools in their first couple years of tenure can say they're undefeated as an announcer, no matter where you're at, Jinx Union, whatever, because I would imagine they kept the same announcers through all that streak. Well, guess what, guys? I'm undefeated. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Yeah. Am I the number one announcer? Yeah. Am I going to, uh, do you think I'll win an award at the November 16th awards banquet? I think so. And I'm excited for it. I'm super excited for it. I'm number one announcer. Tell your friends. Oh, by the way, put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Sorry. Put Pete Rose in. Put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Love everybody. We'll talk to you later.